This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Eric Stokeby, Fourth Generation, Missouri Meerschaum, and ThisPipeLife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing this week? I'm good, brother. I'm doing well. It's uh, been a fun day at the Country Squire this week. Uh, lots of events going on. And a uh, big event coming this coming Thursday, actually, on uh, June 16th. And uh, from 5 to 8 p.m., we've got uh, Fathers, Friends, and Fire here at the Country Squire. So I've uh, been pre-gaming for that. But Man. other than that, just uh, just enjoying life. That's good. Of course, Fathers, Friends, and Fire from uh, Eric Stokeby, Fourth Generation. That's right. Of uh, course, sponsor for this week's show. Uh, Man, this is a massive event. If you haven't already checked out on uh, Facebook, uh, a lot of events going on around the, uh, the country and maybe in your local neighborhood. That's right. So uh, be sure to check the show notes for this particular episode to find where the event is going live. Here at the Country Squire, man what what can people expect yeah we're gonna have uh tons and tons of fourth generation pipes uh, of course uh made by eric stokeby himself uh just the gold standard name in in all pipe tobacco and uh and then also kamoy uh kamoy who uh their wonderful pipes have been rebooted over the past several years and are beautiful just all the different shapes and finishes that uh we've loved over the years are are coming back high quality uh mediterranean briar uh beautiful finishes and uh and and so we'll have uh several of those and the fourth generation pipes all on hand as well as tons of tobaccos leather goods and uh, a lot of giveaways the uh the rep uh from fourth generation and kamoy uh are, are going to give away he's going to give away a fourth generation pipe man and a whole mess of cool cool leather goods so uh that are obviously all pipe related so uh we're very excited about this uh should be a lot of fun come enjoy some uh you know fellowship some drink and uh, and and get you a pipe and everything will be on sale. Man, what a great way to engage with some of the products from fourth generation too. I mean, this is a brand that you want to be associated with. Eric Stokeby, as you mentioned, just a giant in the industry. Uh, the quality that he puts into every single one of his pipes and tobaccos. I mean, it just, you, you see it instantly and you get to smoke it even more if you actually pick up some of his stuff. So you absolutely should. And hey, if you happen to go to one of these events in your local area, let him know you heard about it on Country Squire Radio. Uh, man, yeah. So, of course, last week we had the big announcement where we talked about you buying the shop. Yeah, uh, man. There's been, uh, you know, I'm sure tons of fanfare as people have poured in over the last several days. <laughs> I'm two weeks in, and uh, yeah, I, I, I've, I've still got most of my hair, which is great. I got to say, uh, I, it looks like you haven't aged a week since I've seen you. Yeah, hey, isn't that something? It's yeah, crazy. I, it couldn't, couldn't be better. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's been so much fun. People have come in and just given me all kinds of encouragement and, uh, and everything. But uh, more than anything, I, I think the exciting thing about this whole transition is that uh the country squire is going to be just uh just more of what it's already good at and that is a uh, a wonderful quaint uh dusty southern charming pipe shop that, uh, <laughs> that is very welcoming to everyone that comes here so uh man I, we're just uh thankful to be here and i'm uh, i'm really excited about the future well it's a haven that i know a lot of people are clamoring for and uh so you know whenever you get a chance if you haven't taken your pipe pilgrimage out this way you should yep uh hey man before we uh, dive into kind of the the primary topic here i'd like to share out um, I, uh, as we, as this episode goes out, I will actually be in London, yeah. uh, speaking at new media Europe, um, just about podcasting and things going on in the industry and a big thing going on in the industry. We, we mentioned at the uh, tail end of last week's episode is that, uh, the satchel podcast player is now available on iPhone on the iPhone, right? So, uh, yeah. what it's, a, it's the full, it's the full player full thing. Yeah. Man. You got it. You got everything right at your fingertips. Uh, it's the best way to listen to country square radio. Absolutely. If you're listening, uh, you know, to the podcast, obviously, because you can interact with us, you can interact 
you know, with uh, just see what other listeners are saying and things like that. And also, um, you know, if you choose to, maybe throw us a few shekels. Yeah, that's always good. That's always good. Yeah, the, the cool thing is while you're listening, they've got a tweet button in there. We always talk about the engagement that we have with our live listeners and especially through Twitter. Well, man, you know, you can actually listen to us and tweet in as you're listening to the podcast to give us that uh, that commentary. And uh, and we'd love to get it from you. And then also, of course, if you uh, happen to want to send a few dollars to help make this show happen, well, hey, we'll take that. No, as well. We're not going to turn that down. <laughs> but yeah, the Satchel Podcast Player, it's free to download. You can find it at satchelplayer.com. Again, it's available now for your iPhone or your Android. Uh, man, we've got a wonderful interview this episode. Yeah. Uh, this is actually uh, Jim Duchesne, uh, who I had the pleasure of sitting down and talking with. Now, kind of uh, an interesting story about Jim. You actually met him in Chicago. Yeah, sure did, man. Golly, it was really good to meet with him. We uh, just kind of interacted for a few minutes, but uh, just because everything was so busy. But it's he's one of those guys you meet, you know, you immediately connect with and uh, feel like you've got a bond with. And uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed getting to know him uh, more than anything as related to this podcast. He is an extremely talented pipe carver. Absolutely, man. We're going to be talking about some of his works here in just a minute. It, it's interesting. You know, you, you got a chance to kind of catch up with him. I unfortunately had to kind of, I, I literally walked in the middle of your conversation <laughs> as I was periscoping from Chicago. I felt terrible about that. Um, he was kind enough to actually. So uh, unaware. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was kind enough to actually send us a, a few, uh, a few gifts mm-hmm. and, sent me a, a tin of Penzance. And actually, as we jump into this interview, I, I, I think I got to start it as I recant a bit of a story about this Penzance. Oh, wow. Uh, two gems. So let's uh, go now to the interview in progress. <laughs> in, not really. <laughs> let's go now to the interview with Jim. Man, first of all, I gotta I gotta say thank you so much for the the amazing pipe. I, like it is it is by far like the gem of my collection now. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad you like it. And when I said gem of my collection, I meant G E M, not J I M. Your name. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you gave me this wonderful tin of Penzance, which is just phenomenal. Um, but but so and I and I was I was saving it because someone. Our, my understanding was that somebody had given me Penzance prior. And I was saving Penzance for a special occasion. Like I wanted to smoke it for, uh, for pipe international pipe smoking day. And then it didn't happen. And then I was like, all right, I'll wait until we launch satchel. We send satchel off to, uh, to iPhone or to Apple for their approval. And so that day came and me and my co-founder, who's also a pipe smoker, we went to the Squire, we busted out this tobacco that, that I thought was Penzance, but ended up not being Penzance. Like we we're smoking it. And my, my partner's like, I don't think this is Penzance. And then we had this other dude, uh, Hinchos, who's, who's from China, and he is like a hardcore tobacco nerd. And he's looking at this like, yeah, 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 that's not Penzance. I was like, well, this is supposed to be Penzance. I was like, well, I've got Penzance. It's like, well, why don't we smoke Penzance? I was like, well, I left it at home because I thought this was Penzance. So anyway, I ended up smoking. I cannot remember what it is, so I have to, I have to text it to you because I cannot recall the... Uh, the um, uh It's like this bacon strip looking tobacco with like, it's also got kind of the crystals on it. The, the uh, you know, that's what you want. It wasn't Stonehaven, was it? No, I think it was Stonehaven. Oh my god, that's a brewery blend. That's one of my favorites. That's one of the hardest ones to get. I know. That's well, stuff. see, that's the thing. Like while we were smoking it, we were trying to figure out what it was. Uh, we figured out that was the case. I even texted the guy because the guy who gave it to to me told me never to tell anybody that he gave it to me. But uh, I, but I texted him. I was like, all right, we're smoking this. I thought this was Penzance, but everybody's saying it's not Penzance. 
And he's like, no, it's just this other thing. And I was like, oh. And so I said, oh, he says it's this other thing. And like John David went like, you know, bug eyed and his jaw dropped and everything else. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, do you have any more left? <laughs> well, I only had like a strip of it. And so like I smoked half of it and my, uh, my co-founder smoked the other half. Uh, but anyway, so all that to say, I would have smoked your Penzance that night, except for the fact I thought I, I had some that wasn't in the tin. But anyway, I've got it. And so now I've got it. I'm saving it for a, another special occasion. I just got to figure out what that special occasion is going to be. Every day is a special occasion. You can't let life go by and not smoke it. Open it up, pull it out, stuff a bowl, and put the rest in a mason jar and save it for a special occasion. You've got to at least taste it once. You're talking about tobaccos. You're on the air. You deserve to smoke a bowl of it. Man, amen to that, brother. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I might have to take you up on. It. I just got now. I got to get some folks together and, and try it. But uh, man, I can't wait to bust it open. And I'll be sure to take a picture, send it to you once we do. Yeah. Well, man, um, I'm excited to talk to you. You gotta, you gotta tell me, pronounce your last name for me. It's D Shane. D Shane. Okay. Yeah. I, I was down there in the French Corner. It'd be D Shane. That that is exactly how. <laughs> that is exactly how I was gonna pronounce it. Well, awesome, man. <laughs> All right, so jdsmokingpipes.com, we've got Jim on the line. Uh, now, Jim, you were originally born in Northern California. Are you still based out of there? Yes, born and raised in Northern California. Started off in the Bay Area over in the East Bay for about 23 years, and then I got to move up to God's country here in the foothills of the Sierra Mountains. Oh, man. And I live in Auburn, California. All right, all right, right on. And so, you know, how did you get in, involved in uh, smoking pipes? My dad smoked a pipe when I was a kid, and I used to love smelling it. So my brother and I thought we'd try it, so we swiped one of his corncob pipes <laughs> and uh, some tobacco. And, of course, we tried to put as much tobacco in there as we could, and we rammed it in there nice and tight and tried to smoke it and burnt the heck out of our tongues. And so <laughs> at that point, I was like, well, we'll put that away for later. So uh, my nephew, uh, fast forward, my nephew was uh, – uh, just born, and I thought, well, I'm going to go down to the Bay Area and see my brother and sister-in-law and the family. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to grab some quality cigars. I went in there, bought a fistful of cigars, and walked out also with a uh, a uh, pipe. So I thought I'd give that a try again later. Well, I was hooked on cigars because they're easier to smoke when you're driving around. And uh, I smoked those for 23 years, and I dabbled with the pipe here and there, but I never knew how to pack it. Until about three years ago, I went into one of the local tobacconists, and I was looking at the pipes. And I've always been into woodworking, and I love looking at the grain and the different pipes. And I was talking to the, the owner there, Z, and he, he looked at me, he said, want to see the pipes? And I said, no, I really haven't had much luck with them. He says, we well, don't know how to pack them. He says, next time you come in, bring your pipe. I'll teach you how to pack it. Oh, man. I looked, and I said, well, how about I buy that Peterson right there, and you show me right now? He goes, what deal? So I bought a, a Peterson, and he showed me how to pack it, and I lit it up, and he sat down with me, and every so often he'd say, tamp, tamp. And I smoked that thing and never had to put another match to it. Smoked it all the way down to the bottom. It was like, holy smokes. Dude, wow. The light went on. It was awesome. A light went on, and all of a sudden it was like, you know, all the different kinds of tobaccos and stuff. But to be honest with you, for smoking tobacco, uh, cigars for 23 years, my taste buds just were not into it. So it took me a while, about six months, for me to really start tasting the, the different tobaccos and stuff. And once I did, it just opened up a, a door. It was, it was amazing. But smoking cigars for so long and smoking uh, such rich cigars, I started off with English blends. I didn't really go for the aromatics. And then from there, I moved on into the, the Virginias. 
Interesting. So, you know, with, with that in mind, I mean, cigars, one of the things that we get a lot of times is people asking about, okay, I've smoked cigars for, you know, X number of years. I want to get involved in the pipe. Where do I begin? So I'm kind of curious, but since that was kind of your origin story, what, what do you recommend to cigar smokers who are looking at getting, getting into pipe tobacco? Nowadays, I would say something like Mississippi River, or I would say uh, one Q, something like that. Something different than the cigars. Gotcha. And then from there, you, you can try some other stuff and move on. I was always searching for something that, that tasted like cigars. And not a lot of tobacco out there tasted like a cigar. And I tried to smoke the pipe like a cigar, and I had right. to learn to smoke slower. And when I learned to do that, I could taste it more, so I could move into the Virginias. If you're one of the people that like to stuff a pipe, light it, and just smoke the heck out of it like a freight train, it's a little tough to smoke the Virginias because they get kind of hot because of the sugars. Oh, yeah. But I, I learned that lesson the hard way because I, I used to really like to hork cigars. Well, I'd light that thing up and smoke it right on down to the <laughs> <laughs> Man. All right. So you mentioned that when you, the first pipe that you bought, well, I mean, so the, the first pipe you bought was not actually, you know, the first pipe that you really learned how to smoke. You said the Peterson was the one that you got from uh, kind of the, the man that became your, your Yoda or your pipe Obi-Wan, as it were. Uh, but what was the first pipe that, that you actually purchased? Do you recall? It was a Stanwell Bit Brandy with a diamond shank. I still have it and I still smoke it probably once a month. All right. So there was something about that that really spoke to you. Yes. I love that pipe. I love the shape. I love holding it in my hand and it feels good in the clinch. Kind of curious when you, when you went in and, and you bought your second pipe, the one that really kind of started you on your journey uh, more, more specifically, uh, are there similarities there? Like, is there, is there a certain style that you, you kind of lean towards? Yes. I personally, I like a bent pipe. I usually like a, a tobacco chamber to three quarter diameter and roughly about an inch and a half. Cause that's going to give me an hour to an hour and a half smoke. And I like a light pipe because I like to hold it in the clinch. And so I don't like it too long. I like it probably about four to five inches in length and light, anywhere from one to one and a half ounces. Gotcha. And of course, I ask you this not only because, you know, I'm interested in, in you as a consumer, but because, of course, you are an incredibly gifted pipe carver. And so, you know, I'm, I'm curious, you know, are, did you start off making pipes that, that you specifically liked or, or you know, I, when, when looking at your page, it's, it's clear to see that, that you've got a range, man. You've, you're very diverse in terms of the, uh, the pipe styles that you've done and, and the different carvings. Uh, so you're not necessarily given to one particular style, but I'm, I'm curious, what was the first pipe that you carved? The first one I carved was a, was a freehand, and I was very fortunate. I bought a few Mark Tinsky pipes from him, and he sent me a really nice email thanking me for that. And I was sitting in the back porch. Uh, my dad and I were breaking the pipes in. We were getting ready to go to Montana on an elk hunt. And my dad says, hey, you got to shoot Mark back an email and see if we can go see a shop and how he set it up. He says, you want to make some pipes? We're going to go see what we need. And I'm like, well, Okay. Because my dad and I have always been into woodworking. We've made uh, jewelry boxes, humidors, sconces, furniture, cabinets, all kinds of stuff. I love turning, making bowls and ashtrays and things like that. So I thought, hmm, I'd like to try and make some pipes. Mm. So I shot Mark an uh, email, and Mark graciously said, hey, uh, if you're willing to give up a day of elk hunting, I'd be more than happy to have you come by the shop. So we went over there, and it just started snowing. And it was beautiful. Hmm. We got to go in the shop. You see the, the snow coming down through the big bay windows. 
he lit up a, a fire in a pot belly stove with some briar and it was just gorgeous. And he said, you know what? My in-laws are in town. I've got to go pick up my mother-in-law and sister-in-law. He says, here's a block of wood, you know, get started. And so I started making a freehand. And when he came back, he, he looked and he said, wow, he said, that's looking pretty good. Huh. How about we change a few things and go on from there? So I did, and I started working on it, and he started visiting with my dad, and they were smoking their pipes. And a little while later, you know, I saw it to me, like, well, heck, let's stem that thing. So we got it stemmed up, got it all put together and stained, and, and showed me how to do everything. I gave it to my dad. He lit it up right there and smoked it. Huh. Which is and great. And then uh, we went to lunch at the local bar down the street. And because where he lives, there's not a lot of things there. There's a school, a post office, and a, a bar restaurant. So we came up after that, went back in the shop. Mark says, what do you like for a pipe? And I said, well, I personally, you know, like an apple with a big bowl, mm. yada, yada. And uh, he was, he's all, well, let's make one. So we got to make one with him like I like. Oh, wow. Which was really cool. So, I mean, to get to spend a day with him in the shop making pipes was just <laughs> unreal. It was great. And then uh, he helped me, you know, hook, hook me up with briar and pre-made stems. And for the first six months, you know, every time I had a question, I called and talked to Mark. I mean, I talked to him probably three times a week. And I learned a lot from him. I mean, it was, it's a big learning curve. You look at it and you think, oh, I can make pipes, it's no problem. I do all kinds of woodworking. But there's little nuances and things you learn over time that help you not make mistakes and have to do things over and over and over again. That's one thing I hate is doing things over and over and over again. And pipes will humble you. You, you get a pipe shape going, it's really nice. You drill out the tobacco chamber, and there's a big blimp. Yeah. And that's the briar. And so, well, there's a shop pipe. <laughs> Sell that one. <laughs> and then you get going along, and you'll make another nice pipe, and you get it all drilled out. The grain's looking straight. Everything's looking good. And you start your hand sanding, and, well, hello, there's a fissure. Now, that's a shop pipe. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it not only does it take time to learn how to get your shapes down and, and get everything to match up, but it also takes time. In, in material to, to make a pipe. It's just, it can be very frustrating. Trust me, I've thrown a few blocks across the, the shop <laughs> into the wall. It just didn't go my way. <laughs> so my dad started off making pipes for me at the same time, and he made about a dozen pipes, and he hung that up and said, you know, it was fun, but you make the pipes. He says, I'll make the, the pipe stands and leather mm. goods. And uh, we'll just move on from there. <laughs> Man, I, I wanted to ask you, I mean, you know, one of the things that we talk about on the podcast from time to time is is the idea of pipes as they pertain to legacy. And, you know, your business is very much kind of a, a family business in the sense that it's it's you, your dad. And I was even uh, perusing your website. I saw you got your brother on there, too. I mean, like, you know, tell me about kind of uh, the, the family nature of the business that you all have. <laughs> my, my brother... He loves to, to do woodworking too, but he doesn't have the shop or the time to really work on it. So when he comes up here, he loves to jump in the shop and, and get on there and try and shape up a pipe. He's made a couple of pipes for himself and a couple of pipes for his friends. And my nephews, they're very artistic. Those guys, they're good. If they really put their minds to it and they wanted to, they could be full-time pipe makers. Yeah. And, but they're young. They're in their early 20s, and they've got other things on their mind. 
So uh, it's tough to get them in there, but they love whenever they get up here and they get a chance to, they, they come up and the first word out of their mouth is, Uncle Jimmy, I forgot my pipe. <laughs> oh, I guess we're going to have to go make one, aren't we? Yep, mm. let's go. Man, you just that made everybody easy. who's listening jealous of the fact they don't have a pipe carving uncle. <laughs> <laughs> all, all my friends love it, too. They all come up and visit, and every time they come up, it's, hey, let's go make a pipe. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'd like to do something else, you know, and <laughs> I spend all my free time making pipes. Every weekend, every day after work, I'm in the shop. So I like to do something else. I'm like, oh, no, let's go make a pipe. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, now, you've already touched on this, but, I mean, anybody who's, who's looked at your work can, can easily tell that you've got – you've got a very critical eye when it comes to quality. I mean, there's some really just fantastic pipes. You know, I was even, I was, you know, looking at some of these pipes, especially the grain on some of these pipes. And you could tell that you were just meticulous in the best possible way of just picking out exquisite briar and really pulling out amazing, amazing grain out of it. Um, what, what is it that kind of speaks to you? Why, why do you kind of, or, or am I right that you kind of uh, gravitate towards creating pipes and just bringing out this amazing grain? Well, I'm always chasing the perfect pipe. Mm. And just about every pipe maker is. You're looking to make it perfect, and people see your pipes and think, oh, that's perfect. But as a pipe maker, you know what happened when you made that pipe. You might have had to change <laughs> the shape on the pipe. You might have had to change the stain and did something different on the pipe. You might have had to change the look on it or the stem or something. And it wasn't what you wanted. It very rarely ever happens to come out exactly the way you want it to. Right. So I'm always chasing perfection. Every pipe I look at when I get down, I'm like, oh, man, I missed it again. And my dad's all, what are you talking about? It's absolutely gorgeous. I know, but I wanted this and that. And he's all, oh, give me a break. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's a passion, but it's an obsession. I love doing it, but it drives me crazy because I wanted every pipe to be perfect. I want to you know, be one of the, the master pipe makers. And I hope, hopefully in 20 years or so, I'll, I'll start getting there. Uh, on, on the homepage, you got three uh, uh, examples of pipes. Of course, you got your straight and your bent, and then you got the unique. And uh, and kind of perusing through some of your pipes, you've you've got it very creative in terms of styles. Um, what is it about the what what type of unique pipes do you like carving, or, or is there a particular pipe that really stood out to you as man, this is unique? <laughs> well, I like all all the different makers of the pipes, all different styles and stuff. And when I have a unique category, I'm thinking of something like the contest pipe I made for last year for Kansas City uh, for their, their pipe contest. And it was a reverse calabash, reverse cavalier, and it was supposed to be a cavalier. So I made something a little bit different than everyone else, so hopefully it would stand out. So that would go into that category. Any free hands that I make would go into that category usually. So it, it's, it's just more artistic instead of playing by the rules a lot of the other ones are straight against the classical shapes there's some rules to them and they need to look a certain way right and but with the the unique ones i can do whatever i want so i can get out there and, and try and do it you know a freehand something a little different leave a plateau on the top do a little different shape to it see if i can make it come out and one thing i'm learning now is to shape and then drill you know i've always drilled and then shaped and it just made more sense to me because of my profession i'm a welder by profession i see everything in right angles you know i'm used to measuring stuff cutting it well i see stuff you know in a certain way i'm not like a lot of the different guys that do sculpting and do drawing and stuff they see things in 3d so 
So for them, it's a lot easier when they go to, to sculpting a pipe. Well, for me, you know, I, I never could draw. So for me, I see things a little bit differently. So when I can drill first, then it, it gives me a, a reference point and I can shape around it. This shaping first is, is new to me. You know, I you know, get kind of lost in it and I think, oh, I got to keep my angles, you know, so I can drill it right. And then drilling it, that's, that's a totally different animal there. It's, I've, you know, I had a couple of blowfishes that were really going nice and then I tried to drill them out and yeah, I tore those up. So. It's, it's different. I'll get it down. It'll take a little bit, but pretty soon. Well, one of your kind of more creative and, and unique uh, pipes I've seen is, is the one, uh, you mean, you've done a couple of them where it's kind of the, it's a briar pipe, but you've carved flames into the base, or I guess you've carved around those flames. That's actually a, uh, a collaborative pipe I did with my dad. Really? I'd make up the chubby pipes, the billiards or the pokers, and get them all done and finished. And then my dad would freehand carve those with a Dremel. I love them, man. They they look really really cool. Uh, it's even more awesome now to know that it's uh, it's a father son effort behind them. But absolutely be- beautiful work that you've done. I'm curious with your experience in this space. What trends have you observed in the pipe carving world today? There's a lot more carvers than than I've seen before. It's, it's amazing how many people are starting to carve, which is good. It's it's great for the, the hobby and people understand and see how hard it is to carve pipes. Right, and then. It seems like uh, is a kind of a, a little bit of a shift away from the classical shapes. Mm. People want different styles of pipes, the short stubby pokers, stubby billiards, things like that. They, they like blowfishes, things like something that their grandfather wouldn't smoke. And for you, does that does, do you find that challenging? Do you like that? I mean, where where do you? What's your opinion on on kind of that trend in terms of people wanting more unique, more custom uh, pipes? I love it. I love all kinds of pipes. I haven't seen hardly any pipes that I don't like. <laughs> so for me, it doesn't matter. I like carving everything. That's good, man. Well, hey, I really appreciate you coming on and taking some time and uh, and sharing a bit about your business and, and your experience in the industry. You know, one of the questions that we always uh, kind of close off on interviews is, if you could have a pipe with any pipe smoker from history or fiction, who would it be and why? I would have to say 16 Iverson. I would oh, love wow. to sit down with him light up a pipe, and then uh, start talking pipes. Man, good good answer. I think you're the first uh, first to ever go there. Oh, really? I <laughs> could be wrong, but I think that's right. Well, Jim, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks so much for coming on Country Squire Radio. Thank you, bro. Have a good one. Man, what a great interview. Jim is such a wonderful guy. Man, yeah, it was so great to hear just kind of what he's got going on. And, uh, man, always, always good to see an up-and-coming pipe carver that, uh, you know, has just accomplished a lot. And, uh, and his work is, you know, highly respected and even growing. Man, he's so talented, too. I mean, like, the, I, I got into it with him in the, in the interview, but the attention that he puts in terms of the, or the critical eye that he has for grain yeah. is, I mean, it just comes through in his pipes. Yeah. I mean, absolutely gorgeous stuff. So if you haven't checked out his stuff, you absolutely should. And, you know, we, we love talking about pipe uh, shapes, pipe carvers. And, uh, you know, one pipe carver in particular who we love bringing up, especially uh, because they're a sponsor of the show. Uh, Missouri Meerschaum. Missouri Meerschaum. <laughs> Man, if you haven't gotten yourself a corncob pipe, have we got some suggestions for you? In fact, we've got two pipes sponsoring the show. That's right. The Huck Finn and the Tom 
Sawyer. That's right. That's I was going right. to say Tom Wayne, but that's not right. Uh, that, I don't <laughs> think that's a thing. Mark Twain. To, I don't know. Is, that, is Tom Wayne a person? It sounds like John Wayne. Our, our friends at uh, at Missouri Mearsham are, are right now They're working on the, on the Tom, Tom Wayne. Wayne. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn, it, they kind of go hand in hand. Absolutely. Uh, as you might imagine, uh, being uh, the legendary literary characters that they are. But uh, Tom Sawyer, um, uh, obviously it's a short uh, kind of barrel looking uh, pipe. It's got a uh, just a real nice short stem and, and real handy. Uh, I, I have to say I'm a big fan of the Huck Finn personally. Mm, it's got mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. long uh, elongated stem, real um, significant amber bit on there with kind of a, a apple uh, barrel small uh, bowl on it. And, and uh, like I mentioned last week, it kind of reminds me of a Bing's favorite. But if Absolutely. the Bing's if the Bing's favorite were a uh, were a cob pipe, and of course the folks at Missouri Mearsham uh, just really executed it well, and uh, it's a cool smoke. Uh, you know, uh, obviously the Tom Sawyer pipe is going to be a little more handy, something that you can tote uh, probably a little easier. That Huck Finn pipe a little longer, but um, but both uh, just excellent smokes. And uh, and I know the folks at Missouri Mearsham would love to have you try one. We want to thank Missouri Mearsham for supporting this show we want to thank you guys for supporting them at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more visit parker.com purpose parker Engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Quick fire with the squire. All right, man. Quick fire questions. Bring them. This uh, man, Mark VV is at it again. Dude, yeah, send us I mean, a couple this is here. Great. I think he's coming. I think he's doing a pipe pilgrimage in the near future. Is he really? I think so. Okay, yeah. you got to tell me. I'll, I'll have Mark to get on on that. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I'll, I'll have to get on that. All right. So these are terrible things that you would like to make not exist. Ooh, lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, first up, the IRS tax code or the FDA deeming regs. Um, yeah, which which are of course what we talked about a few weeks ago. Right, right, um, right, right. 
yeah, I mean, I, I golly, it's like pick the worst evil. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'd probably, you know, as of right now, just because of how fired up it's got all of this, I'd probably have to go with the FDA deeming regs. Yeah. But, uh, but if we could, if we could maybe, uh, you know, maybe there's some, uh, you know, atomic weapon we could use to take out both at once. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, w- I will definitely go with the FDA deeming regs uh, uh, for sure. Uh, Justin Bieber or Miley Cyrus? Miley Cyrus. Definitely Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I don't be very careful what you're about to say. You know, some. So, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> some of Justin Bieber's songs are what, actually Whatever good. you're about to say, you, you some, would... some of them are pretty good. They're all right. It's not as bad as people... Like, I'm not saying that Justin Bieber, the person, is great. I don't like him, but, you know, you can't deny that some of his songs are, are all right. I, I invite all of our faithful <laughs> listeners uh, immediate critique and, and, and criticism and comments. Oh, and man. smart remarks. This is going to come back to point I, I want as many smart remarks as possible. Tor- I, yeah. Miley Cyrus. Tornadoes or hurricanes? Uh, ooh, golly. Um, tornadoes. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, for selfish reasons, right? Because tornadoes impact us, obviously, here in central Mississippi. I mean, hurricanes have. That, that's, this is the thing, right? We're in the part of the country that gets affected by both. Um, mm-hmm. hurricanes are, are awful, but tornadoes are so unpredictable. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that, at least with a hurricane, you, uh, you, you kind of know it's coming. <laughs> you know, which direction right? it's coming you, from. You know, which direction it's coming <laughs> right, from. Right. You, you know, you have a little lead time to know that like, Hey, I better get the heck out of Dodge kind of right. thing. But uh, with tornado, man, it just kind of happens, uh, in a flash and you know, before you know it, your house is gone. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go tornado. Yeah. There's actually on the uh, Natchez trace. If you ever drive around the Natchez trace, there is actually a scar in the, yeah, uh, yeah. in the, in like the, the earth almost like, but you could see like you're driving through these just beautiful trees and this lush forest. And then yeah. all of a sudden it is just wiped out and it's from a tornado that went through back in 2008. I want to say. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. That's right. And they actually, they've got a plaque too that marks it like that. I mean, it is so damaging that now it is actually like a, uh, it is actually like a, a a sightseeing event on the Natchez Trace. And so, yeah, definitely tornadoes. We can get rid of those. I'm I'm down. Uh, world hunger or violence? I think world hunger. I you know if you get rid of world hunger, you'd probably get rid of a lot of violence. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, I mean, think about what people do when their bellies are empty. That, yeah. you know, sometimes they get kind of desperate. I'm hearing you on that one. Yeah, I'd, yep. I'd go with you as well. And then finally, Bo's Scottish pirate accent or John David Cole's British accent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which one do you want to get rid of? Yeah, I, I'd probably I'd probably get rid of mine, to be honest with you. As, as ridiculous as your Scottish pirate accent that sometimes wavers into Irish and, and British and et cetera, I, I, I'd have to go with my own. I'd have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, most of the time when I start talking in a British accent, it just it just devolves into a Stewie Griffin accent. Arr, that seems to be the case with a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it just kind of devolves into that, you know, kind of... Yes, yes, Stewie. Ah, you're a filthy girl, you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please never do that again. Let's get rid of that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so th- I, we agreed on all of them. Yeah, no, that's... I think that... Yeah, we nailed it. Way to go, Mark VV. You either win or lose, depending on how you um, how you d- determine that. <laughs> we, we both lose because one of our actions since remains apparently no what are you talking about i I feel like i have uh, won the day and take home a prize um (laughs) great quick fire question send them in csr at potestary.com your thoughts your comments listener feedback 
got some good listener feedback. No, we got some great listener feedback in this week. Uh, but first, let's tell you about our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, the final sponsor for this episode is thispipelife.com. Man, this pipelife. We love the community that they've built over there and, uh, of course, are big fans of what they've got going on. But uh, think about, you know, uh, forums and opportunity to show kind of uh, you know, where you're at in the pipe community, what you've been smoking, how you've been smoking it, uh, and, uh, and all your favorite, you know, knickknacks and things relating to the pipe. Uh, this pipelife.com kind of gives you the, the vehicle to do that in. And it's in a very, uh, user-friendly, uh, modern way, something that really, uh, appeals to folks kind of in our generation and our era. And so, uh, man, we really support them and, uh, and hope you check it out and, uh, and join up. Absolutely. Check them out. Thispipelife.com. All right, man. Uh, first one up is actually, let's go with Adam. Uh, this is uh, from the, actually the, uh, the sound off Facebook post where we've asked people to, to name where they're from. And uh, his yeah. was kind of stood out to me, if, uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, reading that one. Yeah, this is Adam uh, talking about the sound off Facebook sticky post. He says uh, he's from Detroit, Michigan and originally from Grand Rapids. It's surreal hearing Bo talk about my hometown occasionally. I started listening to the show just after you guys were around meeting up with people at Founders. Oh, wow. Uh, Founders, of course, the tobacconist there. Uh, oh, no, at, actually, it's the bar that we all did the meetup. Oh, the, bu- the bar. That's okay. The yeah, the, yeah. And and everyone hung out there. That's right. Uh, Adam says he's sad to have missed it. Uh, friends with some of the guys over at Indian River. Indian which, River. Actually. Which is the tobacco. That's right. right. Um, and so a uh, bunch of great guys up there. Man, we, you know, we've talked about this before. We've got so many of these cool pockets of community, uh, Country Choir Radio community across the world. And Grand Rapids is just one of those places, man. Yeah. It, it is. And, and not just Grand Rapids, really. Michigan as a whole, we've got a lot of folks in that part of the the world that uh, that, that tune in and uh, interact with us a lot. Uh, golly, even call me on the phone and have uh, <laughs> conversations about life and all this kind of stuff. Uh, we're very thankful for them. So, uh, but man, so glad, Adam, that you that you found us. And uh, yeah, man, here's to Grand Rapids. You know, I wanted to, to bring that one up specifically because uh, we are actually right now, my family is in the process of locking down the uh, the dates that we will actually be in Grand Rapids again this year. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, whenever we go to Grand Rapids, not only is it a wonderful time for me to connect with my in-laws, uh, but if not just as excitingly, if not more so, uh, it is, uh, it's a chance to actually get the, uh, the, the Midwest Country Squire Radio listenership together yeah. in Grand Rapids. That's so right. We've got the Grand Rapids uh, listener meetup coming at, uh, coming to you later on this year. I'll actually have uh, dates and uh, and more details to follow. So I'm um, hoping to uh, to see some of you guys there. And uh, yeah, I think that'll be great. We also got an iTunes review uh, from Footbath because iTunes review names are hilarious. That Footbath. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> it says, uh, love the show. This is indeed an enjoyable show. It took me a few episodes to appreciate the personalities, but now I really like both guys. If anyone is interested in a drinking game, take a shot every time JD or Bo says, man, <laughs> you'll be tipsy in the first two minutes. <laughs> well, man, let me tell you. That's very fair, man. Yeah, man. Man, what a what a great idea. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I'd be uh, pretty drunk by the, the time that uh, I think you'd be drunk now. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, great, man. I really appreciate that. That's funny. Absolutely. We'd love to get your iTunes reviews in. Please do that. Uh, you can head over to iTunes, write reviews. Also, you can subscribe to the podcast on the Satchel Podcast Player. Go to satchelplayer.com to find links and download and subscribe to us there. It's a great way to listen to Country Squire and engage with us as well. You know, um, we probably should have mentioned it at the top of the show, but we'll yeah. go ahead and mention it now. In the coming weeks, actually on the uh, the episode coming June 29th. June 29th. We will be doing our Pipe Clubs Around the World Yeah, episode. wow. That's coming up soon. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a blast. The idea behind this episode, you know, we've mentioned it before, but the idea is to actually engage 
with different pipe clubs ar- around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, check our Facebook page. Be f- sure to follow us on Twitter. We'll have information more coming up about the the time and how you can interact. Uh, next week especially, we'll have a lot more details coming your way about this. But suffice to say, we want you to get your pipe club together and, and plan on tuning in for that particular episode because we'll be looking for your feedback live yeah. as we ask you questions and as the community asks you questions in terms of best practices for pipe clubs and uh, and how you can kind of get more engagement and, and what you've experienced uh, to, to really drive the community that has, has made your particular pipe club thrive. Or if you feel like you're kind of uh, dwindling, if you feel like you need a leg up, this can be a great way to ask other pipe clubs what's going on. Yeah, I think it's just a good opportunity for folks to compare notes and kind of see what's going on in the broader spectrum out there. So, uh, yeah, really excited about this. Yeah. So, again, that's going to be June 29th. Uh, More details, as I mentioned before, on Facebook, Twitter, and look for more details coming out next week. Um, You can tune in next week. We will be back at the live show on Tuesday. Uh, You can actually tune in on Tuesday. You can find us at countrysquireradio.com at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. That's 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at The Real Bo York is me. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. Of course, you can follow the show at Squire Radio. All right, man. Way. Dude, this was great. Good, good show uh, with Jim. Glad he got to come on, and uh, man, a lot of good, a lot of good extra content. This was great. Absolutely, brother. Hey, let's go have a night. See you, man. listening to Country Squire Radio. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.